Welcome to episode three of season two. It sounds like a TV programme. I hope you were well. And I'm just off the back of a three-day challenge from last week. So many things that came up, so many things around energy and um, particularly wounds, which was a lot of it was around. And this weekend, I've had lots of people either reaching out or in different groups and forums talking about the emotions and they're talking about the pain that they're in and the cravings that go with it. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. I see themes, I see patterns a lot and there seems to be a pattern at the moment of um, people experiencing and craving the abuser. So they've recently come out of a relationship, that would be my understanding of it and they're waiting for that person to come back for that craving to be eased because that's what's always happened. And in my intro, I say I want to help you process and understand what's going on. So let me try and do that with this pain. It can come up at any time. This is the weirdest thing. And I spoke about this actually on my course last week, how I discovered talking to the craving that I had actually changed the whole of my life and the way everything was going. Let me explain a little bit. So I had been separated for a couple of years. We were right, I mean, I was waist deep in the divorce at this point. I was being triggered and this is why I do a lot of the work that I do because and speak about the things that I speak about because it hurt me and I'd agreed to my ex divorcing me on his terms as he was going to pay for it so I went along with this process but what I found was and I was reading emails thinking has this solicitor actually written this or has this been handed to him just to send to me? Everything I found triggering, every single email I found triggering. You can go on YouTube and and I've got videos on that because they're designed that way. They're designed to provoke you. They're designed to get a response from you. The processing part of that is finding those wounds and finding what it is that's hurting. So during the, if we break it down even further, during the idealization stage, they've learned all this information about you and then they play with you like a cat plays with a mouse. They play with your emotions during the relationship. They tease you and and they bond you into that relationship and they very slowly take away your power. They don't do it really quickly because you might notice it. 
But if it's done, like I describe walking over a carpet and seeing a stain, you might see a big stain and you try to clean it and it needs a bit more work. And then you might clean it a little bit more and it's still, there's still something there. Eventually, over time, your mind just wipes that. That looks normal. And this is what happens in these relationships. This behavior then becomes normal. Those red flags that you saw, that you thought, oh, I'll give them another chance. They didn't know. Or you raise some issue and they say, I'm really sorry, I won't do it again. And they do it again. And eventually, after the fourth or fifth or sixth time, you've given up because you want to be in this relationship. So there's this process that you need to go through. As I said at the beginning, you know, my my intro says I want to help you process so there's a craving that happens there's a bonding that takes place there's these hormones that get involved and um, some of the big ones are oxytocin now spoken about this a few times oxytocin is actually two-faced so it's a bonding hormone it's it's how we bond with people it gets released when we're close to them when we're in a community it gets released when we're with pets it gets released during pregnancy during childbirth it gets released when a mother starts feeding her baby it's a really complex process but it's a big hormone and it does a lot and it creates these bonds we have with people and we get used to those needs being met by someone in whatever way and it might be that as we're taken around that cycle of abuse as we're danced around that dance floor and we're twirling around from idealization to devaluation we think all this feels icky and then into uh, it might just be straight back to idealization it might you might go through some form of discard that makes you bond and go what what's going on you've told me I'm the most important person in your life and and how you can't live without me and all of a sudden you've disappeared or you're ghosting me and you can still live with someone you can still be sleeping in the same bed and and they still ghost you so this process is going on and then they've got now I've explained this a few times I'm not sure whether I've done it on the podcast I know I've done it on YouTube videos your body gets used to this cycle it knows that the next stage from discard is idealization and it's waiting it's been trained to wait I'll tell you the story about Pavlov's dog and why I quote it I was with my ex and possibly hadn't been together very long I don't know and I was doing some work for him uh, for his company and he would reach out and I don't always have my phone with me and I had a family I was self-employed I was I had a nice business and I was also doing some other work I was trying to build my life coaching because I'd qualified a couple of years before so I was trying to build that um, soul plan reading and and all of those sort of things in the background and with the view of, of moving over into that into that work and giving up my other my other position which was mainly weekend work anyway so I'm, I'm doing some work for him and and I don't always have my phone with me I just you know I don't need it all the time and he used to get frustrated I'm sure some of you might understand or understand you know when they can't get hold of you when they want you to be there on hand and there's games that went with this and patterns I said right at the beginning I see patterns so I did see a pattern of every every Sunday I would get a phone call around about six o'clock and um, on certain days of the week when we were quite early in the relationship I'd receive phone calls late in the afternoon as we turned into evening anyway so I in the 
end because he was upset and and I'd respond to my children and not him and things like that I started to change the tone on my phone so I knew that you know one was my son one was my daughter another one was my daughter one was him and some other people so I knew when the phone went off whether it was a text message or and I'm going back to text messages and not whatsapp um, or whether it was a phone call who was coming in, whether I ignored it or not. And mainly I didn't ignore his. And um, that's part of the bonding that takes place, isn't it? So this went on. I carried on with these things for, for years. And then as the relationship was breaking down, he turned around to me and compared me to Pavlov's dog. And it just sort of blew my mind because he'd actually trained me to do that. And then he was giving me the answer to what had happened. So Ivan Pavlov was doing some research in his lab. It was really the, the foundation of human behavior. He, he was doing it, Thorndike was doing it with cats it's, and they were all doing it around about the same time. There was one with pigeons. So Pavlov's in his lab and he's collecting saliva and I can't actually remember now for what reason, but he's collecting saliva from dogs and he sees a pattern. He sees that when the dog hears the footsteps of the lab assistant that's going in to feed them, they produce more saliva. So he plays around with it, he changes the times and things like that. And this this was one of the foundations, the fact that we can be conditioned to behave in a certain way. Thorndike was doing it with cats and boxes and I think there were puzzle boxes and he was teaching them if they performed in a certain way, they would get a treat there was one with pigeons pigeons knew that if they tapped in a certain sequence that they would be fed again the same with rats um and i can't remember what that one was with rats anyway what i'm saying is it's easy to be trained so i went through this training of perhaps one of my wounds was being triggered and i and, and it would have been a childhood wound where i didn't want to upset someone I didn't want to um, have the wrath of upsetting someone not being there living in fear and we can override these we can see them they can be sitting low level simmering away we not realize what they are and this pattern continues right the way through we cycle around from idealization to devaluation to discard some people love to throw a bit of triangulation in there other people will be used and and they won't know that they're being used but they'll be used to create jealousy and create tension and make the abuser seem popular and you're then fighting because you don't want to lose out on something and in between you're being fed things like oh we're so good together and everyone thinks we're amazing and we're soulmates and whatever it is whatever the terms that you heard you insert those in there and you hear this and then there's this and I talk about this slot machine and I can't remember who I heard that from now and you're standing at the slot machine and the coins that you're pumping into that slot machine would represent your energy they would represent your finances they would represent every element of you whether it's your spirituality, your mental and emotional health, they, you're pumping everything into this relationship. These coins are representation of you in various different guises. And you're pumping all of this in for this fake future that you've been promised. It's the same with a car. I had a car that I absolutely adored and I spent a lot of money on it. And it was getting to the point where do I put more money into this and, and keep it? Or do I, do I sell it and cut 
cut my losses now. And I made the mistake of selling that car. And the guy that bought it said that it only cost him a few pounds to fix the problem that I had with it. But it is making those decisions, isn't it? And that's how you get trapped in that, that relationship. Do I walk away? I've invested so much. Everything that I've had has gone into that relationship. And all I'm waiting for is that payout now. And Also, I spoke about this and I can't remember actually whether I spoke about this on the podcast last week. You've got people moving in. The vision I get is if you've seen Phoebe in uh, in Friends and there's a bank of sock machines and she's wandering around with this tub and she's waiting and there's an old woman or it might be an old woman's following her around. I think that's possibly it. This is how people work. You know, that you're frightened that that person that, that they're triangulating you with is going to take what you've been building, what you've invested and actually what they're doing is they're stepping into your shoes they're going to get more or less the same it might be an upgraded version I spoke about my video on uh, YouTube this week was what wounds are uh, and the wound of injustice which is actually a childhood wound and and if you're experiencing that it's something that you've got if you're female from your mother and male from your father and this wounding is just so prevalent at the moment it's these wounds to me are coming up that we're in this really special time where we are, the information that's available to us and is being presented in so many different ways by different people and you'll find the right person to work with if you're ready and when you're ready to address those wounds. And looking at those wounds isn't painful, I promise you. Looking at the trauma doesn't have to be painful. I'm not saying that working with certain people it might not be because I can't vouch for every process that there is. When I trained back in 2002 I did a past life energetics course I have no idea how I managed to get on that course how I found it it was in a magazine and I I manifested the money to go it was quite expensive at the time I actually can't remember how much I paid but I know it was expensive as far as I know there were two of us and I don't know that anybody else trained after that and it was really powerful and the Kim Thomas who was the uh, tutor had developed the course following past life work that she'd done and trained in and she said I found that people would go through this past life um, experience they view their past life and it just left them left them hanging and this is what I found with a lot of other therapies and this is why I work in the way I do because I have found that I have found that with other people they take you on a journey and they highlight highlight something this is what's happening well that's great but what do I do about it how do I recover from that and maybe that's just something that follows me as a pattern because actually as I'm talking it reminds me I was in sales the first part of my life I went into sales at the age of about 23 and um, one of my sales managers they used to come out with us every so often and he used to we used to pull up and and then he debriefed me at the end of the day and he said to me and he get, criticized me what I was doing and I and I said to him then well tell me what how how I do that and he couldn't answer that question however when I look back I don't think I was just doing it differently I was doing sales differently I was doing it my way I connected with people I, I found out about them I was interested in them and their company and 
what their needs were. And then once I found that out and a product came up, I go, hey, we've got this new product launching. It might work for you. Let me show you. And I took my area that I had, I took it over from somebody and it was performing at 63% of the target. And systematically over the rest of the year, I took it up to, on average, it was performing 102%, and there were quite a few months it was doing 114% of target. So I must have been doing something right. But what I'm saying is that people will take you down a route and then not give you the resources to to work with that and and I can't do that that's why I say I help you let me help you process let me help you process and understand what's going on and give you the tools to help you now if you want to work with me one-to-one absolutely fine come and book a session and we'll work on a really deep level but I also can't leave you hanging if you're in pain I want to help you as much as I can and I know coming out of these relationships how devastating it can be and how you can, you know, find yourself financially with nothing because financial control, and I have done videos on this and I can't remember whether I've done a podcast on it and maybe I'll write that down for next week and do next week's. Financial control is such an easy one and to have over someone to be able to control them really quickly. If that abuser has positioned you to a certain point and and knows what you'll give over. I've got so many stories around that. And it happens after the relationship is over as well. So wounding, these wounds, I found as I was going through this divorce process that I was being triggered and it was really painful. Uh, I discovered, and I've spoken about this many times, I was doing a program and I had various people registered to do it and it was meditations and it was uh, very energy based and what I realized was when those emails were coming through and I think at that point they were coming through on a daily basis um, I wasn't as triggered when I was grounded so I thought oh and then I realized that it was even better when I was breathing and a box breathing that was brilliant but there was still something missing and that something missing was honest conversations and and I one day got an email from my from the legal team on my ex-husband's side and it upset me so much. I can't, I couldn't even, I can't remember now what it was, but I know it upset me. And I went and sat on my bed and I was in pain. And there was a pain of me wanting to reach out and somebody to take this all over, somebody to deal with it. And my association was him. And then I actually went in further and I had a, this conversation and I said, you know, who is this? And what is it that I really want? What do I really, really want? And I just needed attention. I just felt like I was a small child, about three years old, completely lost and really hurt by something that was going on that I really didn't understand on a bigger level that was hurting. And when I acknowledged that, that wounding, and I had that conversation, you know, what do you really want? What is it that you really, really need? And I was able to hug myself and I was able to tell myself and talk to myself in a language that a three-year-old, I was able to, and this is what I actually do in my sessions, would tell myself what I needed to hear at that age. 
what did I really need to hear at that point? And it was so powerful. And from that point onwards, it changed everything, everything for me. I hardly look back. There are times where you think, oh gosh, but oxytocin, which I started off talking about, is such a powerful, powerful hormone. And it is two-faced. So as you're experiencing, as it's being released, if it's a negative experience that's going on as well, it will, it will create a memory, a painful memory. So having, being in that position to undo that, to release that. I spoke about this actually, I can't, again, I can't remember, I might have done this on another podcast, but I talk about post-traumatic and complex post-traumatic. I have done videos on that as well and the difference between those. And But the trauma needs to be turned off. Those hormones need to be turned off that are being released. And if you don't get an ending to that trauma, if it doesn't know, right, we're finished, you can stand down now. They're like little foot soldiers that come out to protect you. They're ready and alert and they're going to give you the strength and energy to either fight or to run away and um and then there's the fawn and freeze but those those two there are standing on guard protecting you but they need to be told that it's okay it's okay now that threat is over and you can stand down that's a really important part of the healing process as well but you can give yourself oxytocin and i was explaining this to somebody earlier it might have been yesterday it also came up in the group last week on the challenge last week you can give yourself oxytocin you can create situations and put yourself in situations where you can release it on your own so it's stop that craving to alleviate that craving and it's things like if you are an animal person you know going and taking yourself out with your pets playing with them petting them cuddling them that releases oxytocin. Being with people, if you can either hug them or touch them, that releases oxytocin. That community, being part of a community, helps release oxytocin. Um, Somebody was saying that they had been considering getting a dog because they were doing a share with their ex. And my suggestion was, could you, are there any charities? Because I know of a couple of charities that... Uh, looking look for people to you know help with the elderly walk pets or help people that are ill you know for respite care and things like that and maybe that could help and you're also not only being with a pet but you're also giving to the community again you'd be helping to release oxytocin and naturally I haven't looked into this fully but apparently the daylight at sunset and sunrise the I don't know if it's the sun or the daylight naturally gives us oxytocin um, or it stimulates the production of oxytocin within the body and so it's these little things are so important there's a little thing for your toolbox right how can I get myself some oxytocin how can I start to unprogram the fact that this is the final discard and they're not coming back I don't want them back in my life I didn't want my ex-husband back in my life but there was a craving a need and a wound and by stepping in and repositioning everything I was able to break that and and change that whole dynamic of that and so when I was in rumination during the divorce I got myself to a certain point and then the divorce triggered everything again and this is why to me it's so important that you emotionally divorce 
and work your way through these wounds because if you haven't got to that point they can trigger you again and you can be agreeing to things and or fighting for items that you don't really want but there's a, a wounding in there that says you know I want this because of what you've done to me uh, there was another I saw somebody else and I, re- I remember going through this one oh, I just want him to message me message me so that I can ignore him in the way that he's ignoring me again that's a wound you know so these wounds are so powerful and it's getting to that point where if they knocked on your door and they were desperately broke what would you do would you bring them in and just and help them or would you just go here's 20 quid go and find somewhere to you know somebody else's doorstep to knock on it's being in that position where they mean nothing that the sound of their voice or hearing their name means nothing it's not going to trigger you in any way so the big trigger for me was was this divorce going through the whole thing again it was as if I you know there was there was a couple of wounds that I hadn't dealt with and it was just so powerful being in that position to in a stand and now to be able to say to you look you can do this my history goes back 20 something years 21 years now um, more than that prior because I was doing um, other energy work before that I've gone from past life I did past life work past life healing and working with the wounds it's really powerful and then about 10 years later I was doing ancestral wounds and I was working with people could see how it wasn't just our past life it was the the wounds of our ancestors you'll look back you can look on your family line and see if this trauma is passed through and um, you can heal that and this is why now it seems like we're coming full circle the work that I'm doing is the wounds of the present so the the wounds of the present that we can now look back at and go do you know what this breaks everything this breaks my ancestral wounds and any past life wounds that I've brought in the tools that you need are the oxytocin collective uh, saying to your trauma you can stand down it's fine and I've used the example of driving along in a car I think I used it last week you see someone coming really approaching a, a junction you your your stress hormones peak because you can see it as a threat to your life we're programmed to survive and the adrenals go into action and all of a sudden they stop you don't hit there's no collision and you can process that whole thing they approached it too fast they didn't see me but everything's fine we've got a finality to this we need to be doing that to the trauma that happened to us in the relationship and our childhood and process what's going on inside and starting to turn off these valves of trauma so that they're no longer affecting the present so you can move on and start living the life that you were born to live because you came here for a reason and if you want that community you can come and join me in the uh, rise and thrive tribe which is a really low cost community and i meant really low cost for the what you get it is a community there's training material in there there's a drop-in clinic that so you can come and ask questions uh, there's meditations you're getting at a package each month that would be delivered by email with journaling prompts meditation a workbook to help you process and work through and all for the cost of seven dollars which is five pound fifty in uk money and that's a month and there's no contract if you want to dip out after a month or two that's entirely up to you if it's not for you and i'll put the links to that in the the show notes i hope this has been helpful 
it is so you know, we're just in this point now where we've got so much available to us we've got so much information the stuff that i'm saying about the ancestral work you know they've been following people after 9-11 and what happened uh, with the women who were pregnant and they were able to find the women that were pregnant around that time these hormones then are released the stress of what's going on the fear of could it happen somewhere else and and so they followed these women and they found that early pregnancy those hormones didn't cross across to the baby but later in pregnancy they did and so this again is how the trauma goes through and it is more detailed but by this one event they'd been um you wondering how the holocaust how people were experiencing fears that related to the holocaust and they didn't understand this and it and now they're able to because they've got an event now and we're looking at it now, they can follow this through. And this understanding and understanding of how our energies change and how we this trauma can move from generation to generation and how it does. And that's a whole different story and a whole different podcast, maybe another time. So think about what you're going to put in your toolbox. Think about how and what you could say to your wounds, how you're responding to things. This is why it's so important that you don't respond straight away or that you get a pen and a paper, a pen and a paper that you can't send to anyone and you write out exactly what you want to say. You can swear, you can be nasty, you can let your vengeance bitch out, you know, on a piece of paper. And then you cross everything out, you take the bit of information that needs to be sent back and you send it. So I'm going to leave it there. Have an amazing week and don't forget to wound talk. Sending you loads and loads and loads of love until next time.